Welcome to the OAESP Principal Podcast. This podcast features elementary principals and assistant principals in the great state of Oklahoma. I am Glenn Apsher, the Executive Director of the Oklahoma Association of Elementary School Principals. Today on the podcast, we have Dana Moore. She is the principal of Edison Elementary School with Lawton Public Schools. Dana also serves as the representative from Lawton Public Schools on the OAESP Executive Committee. We give lots of shout outs to, to some great folks that, that are in Lawton, and, um, and this episode is really going to touch your heart. Uh, Dana is a breast cancer uh, survivor, and she tells that tells that story. And so, uh, hope hope that you are touched by by uh, this week's episode. And uh, so here here she is, Dana Moore. Dana Moore, welcome to the OAESP Principal Podcast. How how are you today? It's Friday. I'm excited. <laughs> so I tell my kids Friday. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. All right. Well, we are recording this uh, today on a Friday, but it, this episode will be released in about three in about three weeks. Right. So um, so let's just kind of get started, Dana. With tell us who Dana Moore is and how you got to where you are now. Okay. Well, um, I am born and raised in Lawton, Oklahoma. Went to through Lawton Public Schools as a student. And I was able, the school that I attended, I was hired my very first job and I taught there for 21 years as a kindergarten teacher. So pretty cool. I love kindergarten. When I get stressed as a principal, I run away to hide in like pre-K kindergarten classes. So (laughs) I can go sing and dance and color, whatever I need to do with them. Um, And then uh, went through, got my master's in early childhood because I really believed in um, developmentally appropriate practices and helping teachers to understand that early childhood is just a little bit different of a bird than some of those our other classes and and how they learn is a little bit different and I really felt that I wanted to um, kind of get that expertise and then the um, experience of knowing more about my craft about the pedagogy and getting in there and helping other teachers so then I started as I was a a kindergarten teacher, I started doing adjunct classes at um, Western Oklahoma State College in Altus. So I got to meet some really cool people there that were coming up to be um, educators. Some of them were um, daycare workers, had home daycare. So it was a neat, um, neat group of people. And as I got into that and more into professional development, um, I got the bug and I went back and got my ed leadership. So um, then going through ed leadership, I, I talk about things that define me, um, my job, because my love for kids and what I do, I feel like this is something that I'm called to do. Um, and I look at that as kind of a servant leadership. But as I was going through that, and I might tear up for this, but I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer during the time that I was um, going through my ed leadership uh, program. And I had a wonderful professor, Dr. James Hawkins, that was just amazing. And he stood by me and all of my um, colleagues that I met from surrounding areas that were going through the program that I'm friends with now, um, they got me through it. And that's my one thing that made me normal (laughs) during going through uh, cancer treatment um, for that year and a half was going to those classes. And then um, I said, my classroom, my kindergarten, those were my babies. And they were my angels that lifted me up and 
you know, we laughed about wearing the wig and <laughs> my hair falling out. We talked about it. it was like Junie B. Jones and the yucky blucky fruitcake. Well, that's kind of what we said. I tried to explain to them what, what chemo medicine did. And it just, the side effect was, you know, making my hair fall out. Um, but finished that journey and made me stronger. And um, um, I'm proud to say that two years after that treatment, um, I was blessed and, and very honored to be the Lawton Public Schools Teacher of the Year. And I became a state finalist for Teacher of the Year. And that took me in some other directions where I got to meet a lot of people from all over the state and network and um, just a really cool experience. And that very next year, I became a principal, my good friend, Risa. Um, and I tear up about that. She passed away um, August 9th and, or August 5th. And I became the principal of her school August 27th um, of that year. So I took over at Crosby Park and I was there for five years. And that staff molded me into the principal that I am today. And they taught me. <laughs> and uh, we learned that school culture is so very important and supporting each other. And um, then four years ago, I was moved over to Edison. And, uh, you know, you're, you're at the, the mercy of your leadership and you go where you're called to be. And I was sad to leave Prophecy Park, but I am so blessed to be at Edison. And that's where I'm at now, my 29th year in education and ninth year as a principal. So loving it every day. It's crazy, but I love what I do. And that's how right. I got here. <laughs> Very good. And so your, your, your health is good now. Yes. All Thank great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I, I am a former Crosby Park Longhorn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great place to learn and grow. I say that still, still have friends there. So it's, it's yeah. an awesome place. Yeah. All right. Well, very good, Dana. So, um, as we talk about our journey in um, this career of education and school leadership, who are some of your mentors that really pour, poured into you? Oh, gosh. Um, Billy Davis, he was my, the first person to give me a job. Uh, at, he was the principal at Woodland Hills. Um, and Cheryl Scamhorn, I would say that they are absolutely just two of the best. They loved... Um, you know, Stephen Covey's seven habits. They, they encouraged me when I complained and said, you're making me go to this professional development. It doesn't have anything to do with kindergarten. They're like, well, then you go present. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they kind of put, lit that fire. Um, and I learned from them and they were two of the best. I mean, absolutely two of the best. And then I was blessed growing up. Um, my parents, friends, they were, my dad was on school board in Lawton. Um, and their best friends were all educators. So um, Susan and Harold McCann were principals in Lawton and Tom and Dina Christian. And um, so I learned from some great, great people um, and I look at their leadership, but um, getting to work with, with uh, Cheryl Scamahorn and uh, Billy Davis is top, truly top. And then just so many teachers that I, I couldn't even name how many that I look at them and they may not even know how they impacted me just as being colleagues, watching what they do and, and knowing those good practices. But Billy and Cheryl, um, truly, I look at servant leadership and then just encouraging you and wanting you to do better. So they were, they were the best, I have to say it. <laughs> yeah, um, Bill, Billy Davis, um, 
we, we talked before we started this podcast that um, I student taught in the building that 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 you were teaching in. Yes, yes. Billy was the, was a principal there, and I just highly, highly respect um, Mr. Davis and and just uh, love that man because he he also poured poured into me as a brand new uh, yes. teacher. And uh, and so um, anyway, I, I just highly, highly respect him. Yeah, very encouraging, and they want you to grow. And I think that's part of being a good leader is not what I can do for them, but how do they grow themselves to, mm. to help others? So yeah, yeah. So Dana, what are some things that you do to support your staff that make them know that they're uh, encouraged and supported? Um, number one, I pray for. Them. <laughs> because without the prayers, we just, we don't get it through. Um, very, I try to let them know that I understand that um, if you're coming into this job, you, you've got to love it. You've got to want to be here. And I always say, you know, I want people that, that want to love my babies, that, that love my students. Um, but they also have their own families. So I try to um, value their time and understand that if something comes up with their families, you know, we're going to work with them on it. Um, what do they need? What, how can we help you? Um, but then again, encouraging them that I've got your back. It's okay to make mistakes. Like we tell students, you know, it's okay. We can make changes, but we're finding, you know, education has changed so much. Our students have changed so much. And what worked last year or the year before is not working with these kiddos this year. <laughs> so I tease right now, a lot of our early childhood kids that they're like feral children right now. <laughs> They're running around. It's, it's even worse than herding cats. And when my teachers are in tears, just going to them and saying, hey, what can I do for you? What can I get for you? Um, having the materials that they need. That they need. Um, I've, you know, worked with some people in the past that, you know, they locked up the paper. Can't have the paper. Can't have the paper. And I know when I came to this building and I was like, yeah, that's construction paper. You need that use it and they're like oh thank you thank you so one of those simple things I, I think of jerry brooks principal jerry brooks and that's what he said give them the things that they need to be yeah. successful and every once in a while sonic drink that's good too so but just uh being there to listen to them and I, listening i think is is a big thing because there's so much going on in their lives and i, and I tell them you don't have to share everything with me but you know, what's going on at home does impact them just like they, just like the students' lives. Mm -hmm. So I, I need to help them and, and feel that this is really a school family. It's not just a workplace. We're, we're going to be professional. We're, we're going to learn our craft, but we have to lift each other up. I tease that our building, we're kind of like a big dysfunctional family. We get on each other's nerves. Um, we annoy each other. But if somebody talks some stuff about us, we're like bulldogs, like you don't mess with us. That's our family. So um, that sense of family, just that culture of knowing that we care about each other and we want to lift each other up. So that's huge in supporting them. Yeah. I When I was teaching in, in Missouri, I my, my teaching partner said to me one time that when you're at when, when you have a school family, you spend more time with each other than you do your, your, your own family. And we so do. sometimes, sometimes you, you do bicker and you do, and do argue. Yes. At the end of the day, you still love each other. And exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and being professional enough that, I mean, I think of one time um, working with Cheryl, 
who I, like I said, a mentor and I totally respected. She changed the, the daily schedule and I did not think it was appropriate for kindergarten. I was like, I love you, but I do not like the schedule. I'm just telling you, mm-hmm. but I will do what you tell me at the end of the year. She changed the schedule for the next year, <laughs> but not saying that I was right. But um, those types of things, being able to be professional and have those you know, disagreements, um, kind of collegial disagreements that mm-hmm. we can, we can discuss and we can move on. Um, but, uh, again, just making sure that it's fun and our kids, our kids grow, our own children grow up here. So it's aunt so-and-so and uncle so-and-so because we bring them together. So, you know, on a work day, like today is a professional day. Uh, it's a remote learning day for Lawton today. So many of my teachers have their student, their own children here with them right. um, because of babysitters and whatever. Our kids, they know the expectations and um, we are a big family. So we help yep. each other out. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> so Dana, what makes Edison Elementary in Lawton such a great, such a great place? Um, we have been through the ringer at Edison since I've been here in four years. Um, you know, Edison was before our district had moved to total Title I district, Edison was one of the larger Title I schools in the district. And coming from Crosby Park, that wasn't a Title I school and Woodland Hills was not. Um, coming to Edison, large school, um, Title I, lots of needs. And we came in and, and again, I, we needed to change this culture. So when I came in, we, I had a lot of probationary teachers, um, a lot of emergency certified teachers who didn't know what they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so when I came here, we just tried to make changes. And I had a wonderful um, assistant principal, Ashley McCarter. We had never worked together. And it's like immediately when they put us together, we just became, I mean, we called it team M&M. <laughs> we come in and we, we, we had to have fun. And um, that's what we tried to make the workplace be. And I could see the change from when I visited the school, when they named me the previous March, to when we started in August, it, it made a huge, and that was August, 2019. So we made it to March, 2020, and then the world stopped. Um, so we learned how to continue to help and support each other. And then those teachers that didn't know what they didn't know, now they're learning all this technology and you know asynchronous, synchronous and all of this. It was crazy, um, but we learned together. And uh, then the next year we came back um, we were hit hard with COVID. Um, again, I'm a crier, so I tear up with this stuff. In November um, of 2020, um, I had, I was the 12th person in my building um, from the day before Thanksgiving break through Thanksgiving break that got COVID. And I had to be placed in the hospital. I was placed in the hospital for a week. And um, it, it just hit our faculty hard. They had to bring in, um, because we had so many at that time, you know, with quarantining and close contact, we were without a lot of faculty and um, they chose not to shut down, which, I mean, that's fine, but we, they were really, they had to support each other. So I will say what, what helps to make Edison, again, such a good place is that we support each other. And I had to be sent home. I couldn't work the, the whole month of December. Um, I was only allowed to work half days in January and I got to return mid-February um, because I was on oxygen during all of that time. It really took me down and uh, 
I think it was two weeks after school or after I'd come home from the hospital, my daughter, who was on quarantine because of me, um, said, hey, you need to come to the door. And of course, you know, no makeup on. I'm in my pajamas. I have this giant tank that I'm bringing with me. And um, my whole school was out on my front lawn um, singing uh, Lean on Me. And um, it makes you feel good that you've helped to create that camaraderie um, with the staff when they come and do that for you. But they made sure my kids were taken care of um, during that time, brought meals to the house when I couldn't get out or do anything. And they were, my kids were on one side of the house and I was on the other side of the house. Um, that was crazy. So we got through COVID. The next year we're rocking and rolling. And then we have that horrible um, snowstorm, those, you know, below zero temperatures that we had and our school floods. The first snowstorm had hit in the Lawton area and school was closed. It was iced up and a family, a school family that was out here in the playground, they were playing in the snow and one of the little kids said, oh, the snow's melting, daddy. And they looked over there and dad goes, no, it's still freezing and we're waiting for the next storm to hit, you know, about six o'clock that evening. And he realized that there's water coming out the doors of the classroom. And he went and he was able to peek in and he could see water and you could see, he took a picture and sent it to one of the teachers. We got everybody up here and I don't even know how many inches of water were through the whole entire building, but the pipes had frozen and burst. And um, I, I said, there was an eerie picture of my custodian. He's in a trench coat, he has big boots, he's got a hat on and he's standing there and they were trying to just, we have the front doors open, just trying to get water out the front door and it's freezing as soon as it hits, but there's, you can see the waves rippling down the hallway and there's, there's pencils floating. There's pieces of, you know, manipulatives and, and classroom games floating in the hallway. And um, we were pretty devastated <laughs> and uh, had the next thing of a, a storm hit. And um, the next week they split our building and we, they moved us to a different campus that had been closed for um, virtual. And they moved those virtual teachers out so that I could move part of my school in because we there was no building that was large enough that could house my entire school. Mm -hmm. So they put um, my early childhood teachers at a early childhood center that was here. And so another principal would help take care of them. And we were in a building that usually served probably no more than 250. And I think we had about 350 that were over there at that building. It was, um, it was, it was interesting. We had to bus from our school to the other building and, um, but you know, my teachers persevered. And I think, you know, coming together as a family is what makes Edison a great place to be, but perseverance and knowing that even though we were upset, things were ruined, you know, what we were used to, what we thought we were used to is no longer, um, we had to we had to be there and be ready for students. So I do think that's that's a pretty special place. But learning and growing, and I feel like this year um, we've got a new curriculum. We've got you know all there's always turnover you know with head office and whatever. But I will say my teachers, it just seems like they're supporting each other, and that's that makes such a big difference in you know achievement of students because they want to learn. They want to work for these teachers. Um, we, we tease about customer service because 
when those parents come in, they're giving us the best they've got mm-hmm. and, and we've got to take them. We've got to make them feel comfortable. But um, I, I think Edison is a great place to learn just because of the people that, that are a part of it. So that's yeah. it. That's what makes it a neat place to be. We've persevered and we've been through a lot and uh, we will continue. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. So Dana, what is one thing you wish you would have known about school administration before you stepped in into that role? <laughs> um, I wish I would have known all of the different hats that I was truly going to need to wear. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know, we, we tease as teachers that you're, you're the other mama, you may be the grandmother, you may be the father, you may be, you know, the counselor, the nurse to them, but then you step into the principal role and you become the cook, you can be the custodian, you can be the secretary, you can be the counselor, um, chauffeur, if we need to, I've, I've, you know, gone to pick up students and no, we need you here, come on mama, I'll get you here, um, and that bridge between um, students and families and parents and understanding that um, we're not just here for the teachers or for the students, we're here for the families. So we're not, I, I wish I would have known that I'm not just teaching the students, or I'm not just helping the teachers, we're helping those families because yeah. there's so much more involved in that. So yeah. we, we become a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you were going to talk to somebody who was uh, interested in becoming a school administrator or somebody who's a brand new, just stepped into the role, what would be that one piece of advice that you would give them? Um, we, we tease that flexibility, being flexible or having that flexibility was our new F word <laughs> because <laughs> we, we had that for so many years with COVID and then with um with our, our building being redone. And that was kind of an answer, uh, unanswered prayer because um, after that they remodeled our building, we're back in our building and, and everything looks beautiful. But I would I would tell, and, and I have an assistant principal now who's amazing. Interestingly enough, she was a Woodland Hills student that was there at Woodland Hills when I was there. So it's kind of cool as that's come full circle and I get to work with her and um, just tell her to, to remember to be flexible to take a breath and um, love what you do, love what you do. And I can beat myself up a lot, but at the end of the day, if anyone asks me, I still love what I do. I don't want to leave this profession. So, so know, know your why, know why you're here. And it's for those, those little things for the students and the, and the, um, the families um, yeah. and support those teachers, because um, my family, we're all from Southwest Oklahoma. They moved to Ohio. So I'm the only one, my mom, dad, brother, sister, they're in Ohio. So I'm the only one that's left here. You know, aunts, uncles, cousins are here, but um, my why is those students. And, yeah. and I love being here because they're these teachers, students, they're my family. Yeah, yeah. So Dana, you've been a member of OAESP for a number of years. Why do you think yes. it's important for people to be, to be a member of their state? association well um for one that support that i feel like through cosa and oasp that we get and knowing just some of the things um going on in our state especially in oklahoma with budgeting you know i i was a principal when we had the teacher walkout um Mm -hmm. that was that was interesting because when i started i was still in college when house bill 1017 
-hmm. was passed. And I remember them saying, oh, now you're not going to get paid $18,000 a year, $18,000 a year. Now you're going to start out at $24,000 a year, you know? So knowing that was where we were at to where we were at now and what it took. Um, and I, and I still in Oklahoma, we're not where we need to be. Um, but we're going to work on that. But I do think that, um, being part of that and understanding that COSA and OASB supports that and have, being able to have those, um, relationships and understanding with legislators and kind of being in the know. But for me also, um, we talked about, you know, different people, Dana McMillan, how I met her through something else, but making those networking relationships is huge to say, Hey, how'd you do this? And knowing that, you know, sometimes all the answers aren't right in our district, call my, my colleagues that are in, in other districts and through OASP, when I've been to the, um, you know, midwinter conference, and then also to the summer conference, the summer was amazing. Um, but going to those things, networking, and then just learning more about how I can help my teachers and, and how I can grow professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good stuff. So Dana, we're just going to wrap up this uh, episode of this podcast. And the purpose of this podcast is to elevate the voices of Oklahoma school administrators. Yes. So I'm just going to pass this right back to you just for some, some of your final thoughts. Um, I would say, you know, I do believe that people that go into education have a servant's heart. You, you go in because it's not for the pay. You don't go in for the income. It's for the outcome. And uh, I always say that, you know, when a, when a passion and a career come together, it's a great thing. And I, I'm very lucky that that's what I have. Um, being able to um, meet so many different people um, through OASP and um, grow, that's what keeps me, I guess, young at heart and knowing that, you know, if you keep on doing what you always did, you're going to keep on getting what you always got Mm -hmm. and everything has to change. And so change may be difficult, but we help each other through it. And so those relationships I've made um, with teachers with the principals um, in other districts and knowing that, hey, how do, how do you do this? How do you help your teacher? Um, going to different conferences that they've heard about that I might not have heard about because sometimes we tend to get in our little, our little world, <laughs> keep our blinders on. Um, but I, I love what I do as a principal. I love, um, I, we do a morning Zoom um, because we've grown so big that I can't, I have a cafe gymatorium we don't have a gym, so right. it's a Catholic gymatorium. We can't even eat all in there because I, I have too many kids, not enough time in the day, and it's also the gym, so you have to have PE. And so we started one thing with COVID that helped us was a morning Zoom. So the little kids think, you know, like I am a rock star because I, they see me on the TV every morning. So <laughs> I, do the, I do the morning Zoom, just 10 minutes, and I'll be walking down the hall, hey, you were on TV. I saw you on TV. <laughs> and I tease because I always do the I love you sign. And um, the kids know I go, I love you. And then the little kids, I say, but, oh, but this is Spider-Man. I don't know why, but that, they really like that. And so now the big kids are walking down the hall like this. And even at our, our um, Lawn Public School Foundation breakfast this morning, like I was telling you about, um, I saw some people from afar. It was wall-to-wall people. It was a great um, experience to have so many people coming together 
for a cause that's going to support our teachers in our district. And we're waving each other. We can't get to each other, but they know this is Mrs. Moore's wave. And to have those kids do that and then to have the colleagues and our my some of my high school students, they were the ones that were um, serving us today, bringing our drinks to us. Miss Moore, Miss Moore. And they're doing this. So um, it, it's those are the wise. Those are little things. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. Well, Dana, thank you for joining the OAESP Principal Podcast. This was a great uh, conversation, and I can't end a conversation with a with a um, a another Latonian without saying that you have to go by Wayne's Drive-In and, and and get a drink and and some steak fingers. Yes, always, it's the best. <laughs> I get a jumbo Dr Pepper extra ice with lime. It's the best every morning. My car hop knows me because it's right down the street from where I live. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the best. Wayne's is the best, and they support our schools so even better. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it and. Um, OASP, if you're not a member, you got to join. I'm working on our list. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you so much, Dana. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the OAESP Principal Podcast. If you're not a member of COSA or OAESP, please join. Go to www.cosa.org and click join to learn more about the benefits of being a member. Also, the OASP Leadership Conference is coming on November 9th and 10th at the MC Suites in downtown Oklahoma City. The opening keynote speaker on November 9th will be Tammy Evans. Her session is titled, Lighten Up and Lead, Leveraging Levity for Connection, Culture, and Engagement. You will be entertained, you will laugh, and you will learn to improve communication, increase self-confidence, and learn to keep your staff energized. Also, the closing keynote on November 10th at this conference will be Dr. Brad Johnson. His session is called Leading Through Serving. Learn to transform your school by understanding your own strengths and leadership style. Dr. Johnson is an author of 10 books and has traveled the globe speaking and training uh, teachers and school leaders. And be looking for information to be coming out soon about the Women in School Leadership Conference that will take place um, in April. And uh, we'll be making an announcement about that um, uh, coming soon. And uh, so, as always, thank you for all that you do in our public schools. Go be awesome and just keep doing those great things.